gamers of the world. Welcome to the Video Gamers Podcast. Today we are here to bring you a deep dive of 2012's action RPG dungeon crawler Torchlight 2. Please remember to rate our show five stars. You can also find us on socials everywhere at Video Gamers Pod. And we would love for you to come take a look at support options on Patreon. Our show is almost entirely funded by listeners. You can sign up starting at $5 a month and you'll get perks like two bonus episodes every month. You can check all of it out over at MultiplayerSquad.com. I am your host, Paul, and joining me, he has been a gaming prisoner here the last couple of weeks. Our show was hijacked by a listener. They decided that this would be the host to play Torchlight 2, the engineer himself. It's Josh. The engineer of fun, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> nice. There's no, no agreements from <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, yeah, guys, we're covering Torchlight 2 today. Uh, thank you to Legendary Nate uh, for picking this game. And it's time. We've been playing it, or I, I've been playing it. And it's time to break it down. It's time to find out what I thought and, um, you know, see how this game holds up. It is time. And joining Josh and me for a minute, he was kicking back like me, enjoying this extra free time. Although, of course, now he's been hijacked for an episode in the future on Endless Dungeon, but that'll be for another day. It's Ryan. Man, this this hijacking thing, I just I don't have my own control of my life anymore. It's like I'm married. Oh, wait. <laughs> You signed up for this, right? I am. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, guys. Torchlight 2. Josh, I'll give you the honors. You already, you know, hinted a little bit at it, but since you're the one that got picked to play this game, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about how we got hijacked? So, you know, you can support the show over at multiplayersquad.com. We have different tiers of support, um, you know, anywhere from just, you know, $5 a month, which is nothing nowadays, all the way up to, you know, $100 support level, where if you go legendary, you get the the privilege, the honor of hijacking one of us and making one of us play a game of your choosing where we will then play the game and we will come back a couple weeks later and we will talk about our thoughts on that. Hey, there's a good chance we're not going to like every game that people pick for us. There is a good chance that we are going to find games that we never played before that we absolutely love. This is the beauty of the Hijack a Host and the Force of Friends episodes that we do. But we had a listener named Nate that went legendary supporting the show, awesome member of the community, and he picked me to play Torchlight 2. We said, hey, why'd you pick this game? He said, I absolutely loved this game with my friends. I feel like it's a game that just about anybody can play, and I want you to play it and see what you think about it. So I did, and here we are. Yeah, and we recorded a pre-dive episode, if you want to hear our thoughts, where we announced that and kind of gave our initial impressions about this game. All you got to do is go back to the November 6th episode. Um, that one also features, because uh, I re-listened to the episode to prep for this. So I listened to it earlier today, and that pre-dive episode also features uh, Ryan's injury during the podcast. Oh. And I don't know how I didn't hear this while we were recording, but... Ryan took tissues out of the trash to plug his cut, um, putting on his best Frank Reynolds impersonation. So if you want to go hear all that, you just got to go back a couple of Mondays. Give me, give me some trash. Jesus Christ, Frank, are you cutting your toenails with a steak knife? I suppose you have a problem with that, too. Oh, 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 
botched toe. I botched that one. Oh, that's a botched job. Oh. That's bleeding. I need some trash to plug up the cut. Do not plug an open wound with trash. Just pack that wound with trash, Ryan. I know. <laughs> and Ryan's got another injury here today because he tried to cook his hand. Well, listen, okay. I'm just, you know, so delectable. <laughs> oh, that is not a word I ever want to hear for describing Ryan. <laughs> oh, come oh, no. on. Oh. What'd you do, Ryan? You poured uh, some tar right on top of your hand or something? Just some beautiful tar. Just right on the hand. I just wanted to see a bubble. That's all. Oh, goodness. I can't <laughs> even imagine. All right. So for anyone who does not know, Torchlight 2 has a reputation for being a Diablo clone. It's an action RPG, isometric view. If you were to see a screenshot, you might even initially, for a split second, think that it's a Diablo game. And here is a description of it from Wikipedia. Torchlight 2 is an action role-playing dungeon crawler and takes place in a fantasy world where the player character can be any of four classes, each with different skills and abilities. The plot starts with the destruction of the town of Torchlight at the hands of the alchemist from the first game. Torchlight 2 features randomly generated dungeons for the player to explore and numerous kinds of monsters to fight for experience and loot. So, Josh, as the new expert of Torchlight 2, is it fair to call this game a Diablo clone? Can you give us like a little bit of a compare and contrast evaluation here? I This is 100% a direct Diablo clone. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I, <laughs> what makes you say that? I, I like guys, you get town portal scrolls and the little oh, yeah? blue portal pops up and guess what it looks exactly <laughs> like. I mean, somebody went into the Diablo code and straight ripped this off. You have health potions. Guess what color they are? Red. Red. They have mana potions. Guess what color they are? Blue. Gotta be blue. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. I love you this team. See? Yeah. So and, and then, it. okay. So <laughs> then you get a piece of gear and you don't know what it is. It's unidentified. What do you think you need mm. to use, guys? Uh, you gotta go find Deckard Kane. Well, or an identify <laughs> or a, or a scroll, scroll. <laughs> right? Guess what's in yeah. this game? Identify scrolls. Uh, is there yeah. a cow level? <laughs> I, you know what? There probably, honestly, there probably is a cow level. I haven't come across it yet. But yeah, I, I mean, this game is literally a Diablo clone. It does branch a little bit, and we'll get into that. But I remember booting this thing up and, you know, going like, okay, let's see what this game's got. Let's see what it's about. And that's when I just instantly noticed, like, oh man, okay, they're not even trying to hide, like, some of the, <laughs> they're not trying to disguise it. They're just saying, listen, this is Diablo for everybody that either couldn't like play Diablo for whatever reason or just didn't want to play Diablo. Um, so yeah, that it is absolutely a Diablo clone. It plays very similarly as well. Um, again, there are some differences, but we'll get into that. But yeah, there is no other way that I would describe this game. Dude, how sweet would it be instead of cow level, they had like sheep level? And they're just like, oh. bah, 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 bah. you got me wondering now. I might have to Google this because I, I can't imagine with everything else that they copied that there's not something along those lines. <laughs> just, just a little different. Just a little bit. Well, look, in defense of, of Torchlight 2, Diablo 2 is without a doubt one of the best games of all oh, time. Yeah. Like if, if they figured out the formula, you're not going to mess with it to make the game worse. So I think a lot of these Diablo clones said, you know what? Maybe we can tinker with the design here or there, but let's not mess with like the base formula. And 
you know, you kind of understand why they would go about that approach. And a lot of the dev team did come from Diablo 2 as well. So I think that's why you're naturally going to see uh, a lot of overlap there. I, I think, uh, oh, and you also the game has four acts, which is kind of funny. The story kind of mirrors a lot of Diablo 2 as well. So yeah, a, a lot to, to compare to Diablo 2, that's for certain. All right, so we talked about in the pre-dive how there are four classes to choose from, the Engineer, the Outlander, the Berserker, and the Ember Mage. Josh, I think you only played through as the Engineer, correct? Yeah, I mean, that's my MO in, in just about any game. I pick a character. I want that character to get as strong as possible. I want to see what you know skills they get and just kind of, you know, where, where does this class go? So I am not one to jump around from character to character, class to class, and things like that. So when I was looking through the, the, the list of classes, I saw the Engineer. I said, hey, this looks like something I want to try. The engineer is kind of classified as a a big heavy weapon like brawler type. So you get these just monstrous two-handed maces and these cannons. And I mean an actual cannon, like a pirate ship cannon is what you were <laughs> running around with shooting things with. So nice. I love yeah. it. <laughs> and and so that's what I went with. I generally will go with the zippy speedy classes in games, but in this one I wanted to try something a little different and the engineer seemed like it was up my alley. I was actually a little surprised to find out that there's no like turrets or like mechanical stuff that the engineer is doing, which is a little weird to name it the engineer. It's basically like your tank. Like you're, you know, big tough guy, lots of vitality, swings a giant hammer. That's the engineer in this game. So when I was reading some comments on Reddit, because I just kind of looked up like what class should I play? A lot of people said engineer also spawns spider bots that fight for you. Did you experience that? Or is that maybe like an optional build? I, that might be a higher level thing, to be honest with oh, you. Okay. But I have not come across any spider bots at all. If there's spider bots <laughs> in this game, I, either I'm an idiot and I haven't realized that I can use those. <laughs> <laughs> I just haven't gotten to that level. Option A. I choose option yeah, right. A. Right. I mean, it's it's very possible. <laughs> yeah, because when I read that, I got kind of excited because Ryan and I loved the little spider bots in oh, the yeah. X Defiant betas. And I was like, oh, I wouldn't mind running around, you know, spawning a bunch of spider bots. All right. And then I know you played a little bit, Ryan. I played just a very little bit. I only played for about an hour just to kind of understand some very basics. Did you play as the mage like we kind of thought you would? Oh, of course. Yeah, mage is typically always my go-to. Just spam uh, spam spells and run around and run out of mana, which is exactly <laughs> what I did. <laughs> Very nice. In, in my one hour of playthrough, I also played as the mage. So I was oh, you know, nice. chucking out some fireballs you know, here and there. Uh, now, Josh, there are four difficulties, casual, normal, veteran, and elite. I was kind of curious to hear which one you played on. I generally I will play a game on a the not one step down from the hardest level. Um, that's how I like I like the challenge and stuff like that. For this game, I just played on the regular difficulty because I wanted to see what is the natural like flow of combat. I'll be honest, I'm really glad I did because again, a little bit later, we'll get into some of the the things with combat. I ran into an issue where I was drastically under leveled for like the maps and the zones that I was in. So I can't imagine playing this on a harder level from the beginning, to be honest with you. So normally I do, but in this case, I wanted to experience as much of the game as possible and just kind of the natural flow of what they built it for. So I did just kind of stay on the normal difficulty. 
Mm. Now, I would imagine the longer you play and if you do new game plus and all that, I'm sure the difficulty ramps up more and more. But in your experience, Josh, was the game pretty difficult? Like, did you die a lot or was it more mindless action RPG? I was kind of curious. So it's funny because I started off just it's just mindless action RPG fun. I was just tearing through stuff, wrecking things left and right, um, getting, you know, getting that just perfect flow of new loot, new armor, new weapons, that kind of stuff. I mean, like I said, the first time I got an actual cannon, I was like, there's no way. And then this thing fires and it wrecks like everything in front of it. And I was like, well, all right, then. Um, How do you reload it? <laughs> Does it shoot it, cannons well, or is it like magic? No, it's just magic. It's, you know, this is this is a fantasy realm, Paul. You don't have <laughs> to reload. Hold on, guys. Let me. Boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom. <laughs> I want to see him aim the cannon straight up and like arc a cannonball <laughs> into it and then shoot it. Uh, but then, so I'm, you know, I'm playing the game, I'm going through the levels, you know, I'm getting the story and all that stuff. And then it was not too, too long. I want to say maybe five, six hours into the game where I started to become under leveled a little bit. And that's when I started to kind of die a little bit more often where I am at right now. I am a legit, like probably 12 to 15 levels under leveled for the zones I'm in. So oh, wow. I will die from trash mobs now in like two hits. It's, it's, it's a little <laughs> ridiculous to be honest. So the, the deaths are piling up. Gotcha. So you are like unofficially playing in hell mode just because you're so severely under. Correct. Yes. Yes. So, you know, I, I <laughs> like that way. challenge guys. There is nothing like <laughs> slamming giant health potions as fast as you can. Click the button. <laughs> well, I noticed that even on, on my, I only played like a couple hours. Um, Nate was gracious enough to send me a copy, uh, to play with you guys. So I, I was playing as well. Um, I got to level 10 or 11 and, Everything I got, I couldn't even use because it was I was under leveled a couple levels just within that small span. So I, I'm sure by the time I was, if I was to get to your level, you know, I'd be just as under leveled, you know, yeah. blasting through. So since we're on the topic, I saw this in almost every post I read, every video I saw on Torchlight. I think that one of the unique things about this game is that when you kill mobs, they never respawn. So when you save, shut the game down, pull it back up, all those mobs are still dead. So in order to combat being underleveled, I think you're supposed to just kill everything in sight and you have to kind of go clear out every map as you go. And I think that that's not how most gamers are used to playing RPGs. You're used to just completing a quest and moving on. So did you find that to be kind of like an annoyance to be so underleveled? I, I feel like that would have driven me crazy. I will say... When it started to happen, I I actually did the same thing. I just Googled and said, I'm underleveled in Torchlight 2. What's going on? And again, I found the same thing. And I found that the answers from most people were, yes, if you don't do... If you don't clear every map and the dungeons, because there are randomly generated dungeons in, in some of the maps, if you don't clear the maps and do the optional dungeons, you will fall behind very quickly in the leveling system. Oh, wow. Which I'll be honest with you, I found to be a bit of a detriment because I want, I played this game the way I would want to play this game, right? Like I was, you know, swinging through the hordes. If I had a quest, sometimes I would just beeline it to the quest. I mean, this is kind of how I played Diablo, right? Nobody clears everything in Diablo. If you got to go from point A to point B, you run, you run. And sometimes if you get too many guys on you, you stop, you kill them, and then you continue on. So that's exactly how I played Torchlight. Maybe that's not the way this game is meant to be played. 
But the idea that I have to clear every map of every mob and every optional dungeon so that I can stay on track with leveling seems a bit weird to me. Um, and I know there are people that say, oh, you don't have to kill every monster. And it's like, but the game is kind of designed that way. And so I played it the way I wanted to play it. And now I'm like super far behind this leveling curve. So now it's like, do I go and grind and just go back and kill thousands of monsters for no reason? Because my level is so f- it, it is Polly. like you're, you, you kind of hit it. It's a little frustrating. It's a little distracting in the sense that it's like, why not just let me play the way I want to play? Well, I think also playing it in 2023, the whole concept of grinding is just kind of dead. I, you know, back in the day, you had to do this with all Japanese RPGs. You had to do this in WoW. You would inevitably hit these, you know, levels where you'd have to go grind. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad system, but if you're playing the game 12 years after release and you just don't know, and all of a sudden you're severely underleveled, I think that does the game a disservice. But I think if you go into it knowing ahead of time, that probably will serve you a lot better. So for any listeners out there who have not yet played Torchlight 2, I think as long as you know that going in, you'll find that to be less annoying because the game just doesn't teach that to you. Yeah. All right. Now, in regards to story, I, I did watch IGN's review of this game in 2012, and I have a direct quote. They said there is, quote, Very little story and few interesting characters in Torchlight 2. Almost all the focus is on gameplay. Would you say that's fair? Can confirm that gameplay is the height, the highlight of this game. Uh, There is a story. You have to, some mad alchemist guy is going through and imprisoning these creatures of mana and like these guardians of the realms. And so you are on his trail. And so you're trying to like track him down. But of course, you know, as luck would have it, the second you get to to the town, <laughs> man, the alchemist was just here, guys. You just <laughs> missed him. Yeah. He's moved on to the next level. And then it's like, oh, darn it, man. If only I had been like two minutes sooner, I would have caught the main bad guy. <laughs> um, so there is a story. It's pretty weak, to be honest with you. Again, that's what I took away is, you know, Mad Alchemist corrupting the guardians of these these zones. You have to go fight some boss guy, and then that will break the spell on the guardian. And then that, then you can continue on trying to tra- chase down the Mad Alchemist. Um, lots of people have side quests. I, I mean, you know, this game is chock full of characters in towns that are say like, hey, you're going into this zone. Can you go find my lost medallion for me? And you go, sure, I'll do that. And then I do like the fact that when you take a quest, it shows you what gear you'll get to choose from. Oh, um, ahead of time. Which, yeah. yeah, which is kind of neat That's because nice. like one that guy had nice. crap gear and I was like, dude, I ain't going to get in that amulet for you. Like you go get your own amulet. Like your gear sucks. <laughs> but then maybe. I was going to say, maybe if you didn't run and do these little quests, then you would have been on time for the alchemist. I mean, <laughs> dang it. Man, ah, that's, the, crack, that's the key of the game right the there. Crack the code, man. right yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> so so I, yeah. I, I think this also highlights one of the differences with Diablo, because I think for most gamers, or at least for me, when I think of Diablo, I think about amazing cinematics, and I think about some of the storyline elements. And so for Torchlight to be missing that, I think, is a little bit of a bummer. Now, obviously, this game is a lot cheaper than Diablo, so you can't expect the same level quality. And this was made by a far smaller team than, you know, the the dev teams behind all the Diablo games. 
Um, but I think that's also just, you know, one major difference that you see here between the two. All right, well, let's go ahead and take our first break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about the loot system. All right, continuing our talk here of Torchlight 2, let's talk a little bit about the loot. I'm just going to toss the ball to you here, Josh. Tell us a little bit about how inventory and loot works. I mean, this is why you play a game like this, to be honest, right? Diablo, sure, the gameplay is fun. It's action-oriented, but it is that just trail of shiny loot that's constantly popping up in the air out of monsters. It's like a pinata. You get to just scramble and (laughs) scoop everything up as fast as you can, and then, you know, when you got a second, you take a breather, you start looking through your inventory and going like, what did I get? What did I get? Uh, It follows the same uh, color scheme as any other game that anybody's ever played. So, you know, you have your common, your rare, your epics, your legendary, stuff like that. Um, I will say that for me, the loot in this game was one of the better parts of the game. Um, It has some flaws that I'll bring up here in just a second, but... For the engineer, there is a plethora of weapons. I mean, you can get these claws. So you have these like really fast uh, attacking weapons that actually ignore armor, but they can't, they have no AOE, which is kind of neat. So really like fast single target damage. You have the cannon, which is a cone shaped AOE in front of you that hits like a truck. You you can go two handed weapons, which the engineer kind of specializes in to where I was just these monster hammers and maces that are like two times my size. They're super slow, but it's like getting hit by a Mack truck. You know, I mean, it's just, <laughs> nice. so you know, there's all sorts of different things. You can go dual wielding. I figured that out after a few hours, I had these two axes that had like vampiric abilities. So then I'm like this little whirlwind guy, just, you know, taking everything down and healing up really fast and stuff like that. There's armor, there's trinkets, there's, Pet stuff. So one of the neat things about this game is that you have a pet with you constantly. This is not like summon a pet in the heat of battle and it helps you out. This thing follows you around everywhere and you can actually get gear for your pet, which is really cool. So you can get like these collars and badges that affect your pet's like strength and his abilities and stuff too. So yes, the gear, the gear system and that loop in this game is great. It's, it's right up there with Diablo. One of my favorite aspects of the game, to be honest. Now here's the problem with it. (laughs) This is going to tie into me being under leveled. The problem with the gear system is that to use gear, you have to have the required stats. So this game uses four stats, right? It's got uh, dexterity, focus, vitality, and strength. You know, I was engineer. I'm this tank dude. I need strength and I need vitality. Some weapons I couldn't even use unless my strength was really, really high. But I would get half of the gear I would pick up would be for like a different class. It would say, oh, you need 50 focus and 30 dexterity if you want to use these pistols. And then I'm like, but I'm an engineer. And then it was like, well, too bad for you, man, because these pistols look really cool, don't they? And I'd be like, well, I want to see what the pistols do. And it's like, well, (laughs) you can't use them. Uh, There's nothing worse than seeing loot drop that you can't use. I remember back in WoW Vanilla when... um, there were no paladins for the horde and there were no shaman for the alliance. And I remember that the bosses did not have different loot tables. And so sometimes you would down a boss and half the loot for our horde raid 
would be stuff for paladins and literally nobody could equip it and everyone would just go oh it was so disappointing and so to constantly see gear drop that you can't use would definitely be a bummer so do you end up just like vendoring it all yeah i mean that is the one benefit is for me i was having to buy health potions like nobody's business i mean towards the end of the game like i said trash mobs are two hitting me i am chugging health potions like i am just you know, some kind of crazy addict. <laughs> like, just give me more of these. Give me more. <laughs> and they're expensive. So I was running out of money doing nothing but buying health potions. And there's all kinds of vendors in this game. You go into a town, you've got jewel vendors, you've got armor vendors, you've got health potion and just your stock up vendors and all this stuff. And plus, if you die, you get the option, uh, you get one of three options that says, hey, you can resurrect right here where you died and it'll cost you a premium amount. Or you can resurrect at the start of this level and it'll only cost you a little bit. Or you can resurrect in town and it doesn't cost you a thing. So it's like, okay, well, I'm spending a little bit of money to resurrect at the start of the zone instead of right there. But then that's taking up my money. So it's like I'm buying tons of health potions. I'm spending my money because I'm dying. And it just got to be this kind of loop where I felt like I was always out of money, never had enough health potions, and yet I didn't want to go back and just grind levels at the same time. So, you know, that again, part of that is my fault because I didn't take the time to just grind levels. But at the same time, like I shouldn't have to. And the gear follows along with that. And so the the one thing with the gear is, is that it would say, hey, uh, you can't use these pistols unless you have this much focus and dexterity or unless you're level 40. So you could be a high enough level that you could use the gear at that point. But then I'm looking at the stats on the gear and I'm like, dude, I'm level 20 and these (laughs) pistols really aren't all that great. You're telling me I can't use these to level 40. They're going to be so obsolete at that point. It would be ridiculous. So a little frustrating to get all this stuff that I can't use. And then the the other downside of that is a lot of the stuff is unidentified and identify oh, scrolls right, right, right. are really expensive. Mm-hmm. So I'm buying these scrolls, I'm identifying something, and then it's like, oh, that's meant for a wizard. That's not meant for an engineer. Uh, and then I'm like, yeah. oh, well, come on then, man. Don't be teasing <laughs> me. <laughs> is there an option to identify stuff for free, like nope. a Deckard Cane in Diablo? No, so you have to buy scrolls. Yeah, I mean, you can sell it to a vendor unidentified, but I never found a way to get like a vendor to just give me freebies and identify stuff. Mm, that's too bad. I, I, I did see that you can use a transmuter. So if you put in like four items of a certain quality, it'll spit out a new random one of the same Which quality. Which is really cool. I did use that a lot, um, honestly, yeah. because you do get you get these like gems. Uh, so you, you know, again, rip off of Diablo, right? Like you get these gems that you can socket into gear. And I will say I actually really liked the gem system because they're fairly varied in like, oh, this gives you health per hit or this will drain mana from monsters or, you know, this will add armor or any kind of effects that could proc or, you know, neat stuff more than just, oh, this is plus one to strength, which I thought was cool. And one of the systems that I really liked was if you put a gem in a piece of gear, you have two options. If you want the gem back, you have to destroy the piece of gear. If you want the gem out of the gear, you can just destroy the gem which I really mm. like. That is such a cool convenience thing. And just instead of saying like, oh, well, you put it in there too bad, so sad. Now you can't use the weapon or the gem if you want to change something out. So did like that. 
But the gem system was neat because you could transmute, you could put like three or four gems in there and then get a higher quality gem that would, so that was a little bit of that like fun kind of gambling with all these like little gems that I don't really need anymore and then seeing what I could get out of it. I could see how the gameplay loop would get a little bit frustrating playing the way that you did, which is the way I think most people do. So it's a little bit on the user for being under leveled, but it's also on the game for not really telling you you have to kill everything. So if you're not having this grand epic story that you care about to keep the game going, and if all you're seeing is loot dropping that you either can't use or you can't afford to identify, or it's just way beyond your level, then you kind of get stuck in a place where it's like, wait, why am I doing this? Yeah. Am I having fun? Yeah. yeah. Is that kind of where you were at times? I, mean, I kind of towards it. the end. Yes. Because I wanted to keep playing. I knew my time with this game was limited because we're always moving on to the next game and the next thing. And I got to a point where I just went, this doesn't make sense to me anymore. Like I don't want <laughs> to go grind, but I'm getting two shotted by literal trash mobs at this point. You know, and I'm running out of money because the only way to avoid getting two shotted, like I said, is just chug health potions like it's nobody's business and then just slowly like grind my way through whatever level I was in. And again, I get it. It's my fault. I was under leveled, but that loop was not pleasant to be stuck in at that point. Because again, I'm dying. What happens when you die? Well, it costs you money. Okay. Well, how do I not die? I have to spend lots of money on health potions. So now I've chugging these health potions. Well, now I'm out of money. Oh, I died again. Well, that just took some more of my remaining money. And then it's like, well, what do I do? <laughs> I don't want to go back three zones and fight trash mobs for the next four hours just so I can be properly leveled and get through this zone. You know, so yeah, I do yeah. think that there was a big whiff in that department with this portion of the game. Well, there, there should be, you know, any of these games, there should be a flow. And as you go through the areas and, and the sequences of the game, to where unless you're intentionally skipping things like yeah. you shouldn't you shouldn't be underleveled like unless you're really just trying to do a mad rush through the areas you shouldn't be underleveled if you're going through you miss a dungeon or two it shouldn't be that detrimental to to your leveling scale when you go to the next act or when you go to the next like uh dungeon or anything like that so yeah i like i said i i got to level 10 i only played for a couple hours and i even noticed I was killing stuff. I, I could kill stuff, but I went through a lot of potions on that last boss. And then everything I got, I was three or four levels underneath all the gear that I just got. I couldn't even use. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, I didn't play enough to where I ever died. When you die, do you do you have to go recover your gear? Because if you just respawn back at town, I assume you have everything with you. Yes, you don't lose. There's no corpse runs. There's no loss of gear. And again, it gives you three options. It is literally spawn right here. And it's all percentage based of your money. I don't know what the percentage is for respawning exactly where you were, but I want to say it was something crazy like, I don't know, 10, 15, 20% of your gold, you know, to like respawn right where you were. Respawn in town completely free. I mean, you want to go back to town and run your way back to this dungeon. You can do that. Doesn't cost you a thing or spawn at the beginning of the dungeon and that's like 5% of your gold or whatever. But yeah, there and you just respawn with everything. I mean, if you burned health potions during the fight that you died, those are gone. You know, it's right, just right. the actual respawn. But yeah, you don't have to go get your gear. There's no corpse runs or anything like that. I hate corpse runs. Oh. <laughs> that's like, honestly, my only complaint about Diablo 2 are the corpse runs. See, I, so I actually would enjoy that, that part. Yeah, I, I hate corpse runs, but they, I, I acknowledge that they add 
a certain level of like fear and intensity to a game. I mean, we play a lot of rust, right? And like, what's the thing you die to, you know, a bear. And then it's like, well, I got to run back to my corpse and find that real quick before somebody else comes across it, you know, or something like that. So it's this weird, I hate it and I love it at the same time. Yeah. You have to have, you have to have high stakes, but I also hate like wasting time just to get back to where I was 20 minutes ago that's the part that i always recoil against you shouldn't have died dude yeah see. <laughs> what are you thinking Incentive. and i love it good dude i loved it on diablo 2 because then you just camp you just camp corpses and then you just get so many ears <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all right sure that's that's one way to do it all right so let's talk a little bit about what i would say is maybe the most important part of rpgs like skills and abilities so Torchlight 2 does have a skill tree. Tell me a little bit about it and whether or not you think it works well. So you do get various abilities, which I love. Everybody knows I love skill trees. It is a little weird in this game. It's very unintuitive because it's like I have this skill and I can put a point in it and then I unlock the skill. But now the skill has 20 different like points that I can put in it, but they don't really do a whole lot until I reach it has three tiers of the skill. So it's like you start at tier one and then you have to put like, I don't know, five points in, right? And then you'll unlock tier two. Well, tier two for my flaming hammer gives two more of the little like flames that shoot out and it does more damage. But it's like, it's not really that much cooler than tier one. And so, and you have to dump so many points into it to get to tier two but you only get skill points when you level up. And then so, but then you will unlock a new skill at level like 15. So it's like, oh, okay, well, my first skill is this big flame hammer where I hit the ground and flames shoot out and it does a ton of damage. Okay, this is really neat. And then I get to level 15 and it's like, well, now you get a stomp where I jump up in there and I stomp down and it stuns everything around me. And it's like, okay, well, that's cool. But I'm getting these skill points and I'm putting them into these skills to like level them up, but I'm not really seeing any sort of like real benefit from it. And then before you know it, I've got six different skills unlocked, like three different passive skills. I'm not really sure which way I'm going on this stuff. I'm spamming stuff as fast as I can click it because again, I'm getting my butt whooped by everything. So I'm just like, ah, like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, drink a mana potion, one, two, three, four. (laughs) I'm, I'm just like, I'm going through all this stuff. And it it just it wasn't that like really nice skill tree where I felt like I was actually unlocking like neat things. Like when I would get a new ability, yes, that was cool. And for a while, I was doing it in like a tactical way where I would run into a group of mobs, I would jump up and stun them all, reposition myself, and then flame hammer them to wipe out like a big horde of them, right? And it was like, okay, but I didn't have to do that either. I mean, I could just click furiously and then kind of kill everything anyway for a while. So I'll be honest, I was a little underwhelmed with the skills. Like Diablo 4 being the most recent kind of same type of game, as much as we just were done with Diablo 4, the skills in Diablo 4 were pretty top notch and the skill trees in there. And again, I get it. It's a game that's 11 years newer. But I did feel like the skill tree for somebody that really enjoys them felt a little lacking to me in that regard. Um, I will say that one neat thing about the game is that you can get not just your class skills, but you can find these scrolls. 
And when you find a scroll, it is like a generic skill that anybody can use. So I found a scroll that was like whirlwind that just made me attack like 40% faster. For an engineer (laughs) that's swinging a gigantic mace, that was baller, dude. I was like, oh man, this thing is great. But then I found a skill that shot out like little ice shards and it would slow things. But it was like, but it used so much mana for me that I did like maybe for like the Ember Mage, like you guys played, maybe that's much more geared up your alley. But for the engineer, it wasn't really. Um, and so I like the aspect that you can get these just generic skills to add on to what you already have. But I just didn't find those to be very useful because I just was using my class skills to try to just kill things. Yeah. Well, I saw a couple other things that are kind of weird. In, well, not necessarily weird. I guess unique is the better word for their skill tree. You do not have to put points into the early abilities in order to unlock late abilities. So as you level, it'll just let you go straight down into the bottom most important or the most powerful tiers, which in a way I thought was kind of neat because that's encouraging you. Okay, well, I haven't focused on this tree, but I can still get some of the best stuff in it. And and I thought that was kind of clever. But at the same time, this is also back in the day and age when games do not like to let you respec easily. This game has not a single option to fully respect. It's the worst. You can pay a few thousand gold and it will just let you redo your last three skill points. Yes. Which and oh, that geez. I already struggle with paralysis yes. on skill points. I don't know that I'd be able to put any points into anything with that kind of system. It's really tough because I got, you know, I don't know, 12 hours into this game and I'm starting to get my feet under me. I'm starting to understand the flow. I'm kind of like, like I said, I was trying to be tactical with like rotating through my skills and that's when I went, well, flame hammer rocks, dude. But this other skill where I can like swipe in front of me in an arc and break shields and armor, that skill kind of sucks. But I had already dumped a lot of points into it because it was a new skill, right? But it's like, but I spent three skill points in, in a passive ability and now I cannot. This is not, this will cost you an arm and a leg. This is literally, you cannot respec <laughs> at this point. And that was another thing where I was kind of like, ooh, like that's tough pill to swallow in today's day and age. I'm fine if you want to take 100% of my gold and say, hey, are you really sure you want to respec? And I'm like, yeah, dude, I do. But it's like, you can't even do that. So Give me the option. I just want <laughs> yeah. the option. Dude, that was like back in early WoW days. I was going to say that, yeah. Were you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. because like the first time you respec, it was pretty cheap. It might have even been free. But then after that, it's like, well, it's going to cost you one gold and then five gold and then 20 gold. And then there were guys in my guild that would play all week as a shadow priest. And then they would fully respect to go holy. That way they could heal on the raids, which meant they had to just go grind stuff to sell and vendor for probably, I don't know, six, seven hours a week just so they could respec back. But at least it gave you the option. So the fact that it's not even here at all, this is just kind of the day and age where quality of life was really severely lacking in RPGs. I feel like that's one area that's just very hard to go back and play. I don't mind old graphics. I don't mind old janky controls, but it's the missing quality of life that drives me most crazy. I'll be honest. <laughs> I, you know, everybody, I, I've come to admit that I am a graphics snob. Th- this game follows like the World of Warcraft graphics. It's colorful. It's vibrant. They're cartoony. I got zero issues with the actual way this game looks, to be honest with you. You know, I Same. mean, 
I think those graphics are kind of timeless, you know, so credit to, you know, Blizzard and World of Warcraft for coming up with them and then being copied by just, I mean, tons of games, but it works. <laughs> like, honestly, it works. So in that case, like the game never felt old. You hit the nail on the head, Paul, where the only thing that felt really old to me was just quality of life stuff. Like, why can't I respec? Why do I have to grind an entire map so that I can be properly leveled. Why am I finding gear that I can never use? You know, those sorts of things. I think we don't realize the change over time, but when you get thrown back like 11 years in gaming, you kind of go like, you notice it then. And I don't think you ever would have noticed it if you were playing this game in the early days. But when you go back to it, that's where you go like, man, something's just not right here. <laughs> I remember when High Def came out for like TV and movies. I remember my wife used to say she couldn't tell the difference. And I would just leave it on High Def. And this is back in the day when you could actually like watch like basketball games and you could go to the HD channel or the regular channel. Uh-huh. And I would just have her watch for 15 minutes and then I'd go back and she'd be like, Oh, okay. I can't <laughs> tell when it gets better, but I can definitely tell yes. when it gets worse. I re- yeah. I, dude, yeah. I remember that speaking of basketball games too, watching yeah. one and being like an audience member. I'm like, I can see he's got glasses on. He look, look, I can see he's got glasses. <laughs> yeah. You're like, it's so good. Oh man. All right. Well, this time is just flying by. It's time for our last break, and then we'll come back and finish up this episode. All right. I think we pretty much covered most things by way of combat. Anything we've missed out here, Josh, before moving on? There are boss fights. Um, I found oh, them yeah, to yeah. be, I'll be honest. <laughs> you should talk about that. I found them to be enjoyable. <laughs> I really did like the boss fights. What's really weird is some of the, so this game, again, just like Diablo, you get your named mobs that have the little aura under them, and maybe they affect the mobs around them and stuff like that. Some of those suckers were harder than some of the actual boss fights. Um, oh, I believe it. Yeah, and so I was amazed because I'd be sitting there wailing. I mean, wailing on this just random spawn that's special. And then I get to a boss, and I hit the boss, and I could actually see his health just kind of chunk down while I'm hitting him. And I'm like, how is this boss easier than like the random like <laughs> special mob, man? Well, that, um, that very first, uh, the General uh, general Grell or whatever, yeah. he, he would just spawn a bunch of guys. My poor pet. It was just like, your pet is fleeing. Oh, your yeah. pet is fleeing. <laughs> Running in terror. Help. Yeah, I was like, oh, no, and I'm trying to spam. And I, I just, you know, I was Ember Mage, so I just had those firebolts, and I was just like, fireball, 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 fireball. Just- Lightning bolt! Lightning bolt! Lightning bolt! Lightning bolt! Sleep! Yeah, so, some of those mobs within the boss fights were were pretty gnarly. Yeah. So there are big bosses. You know when you're about to fight them. They even give you an icon on the map that's like, hey, you're going into the the, the boss's room or dungeon or whatever. Um, you know, usually you just throw up a town portal right before that. You go to town, you stock up, and then you work back and then you take on the boss. Um, I will say they were somewhat mindless, you know, just hey, smash attack as much as you can, drink a health potion when he hits you. A few of them I thought were pretty cool. Like one quest has you going to kill a manticore and the manticore will fly up and then he'll rain things down and you have to kind of dodge and run around and do those. And then a really neat thing was I got the manticore like halfway and I'm like, well, this fight's real easy. And then the the wife of the manticore like 
gets mad oh. and like joins the fight. And now I'm fighting two mana cores and I'm like, Oh no, like how am I going to survive this? You know? You're and so like, yeah, like honestly, so I, you know, I, I like that there were boss fights. I like that there were mechanics. Um, so that was a nice touch in the combat portion of this game to like be able to have those moments. And again, would have liked to have seen a little bit more of the mechanic side of things versus just the tank and spank type thing. But I, I it was, it was a nice feature that they were there. Ooh, one like common thing term. I read. I don't know if I've ever heard <laughs> that. Wait, you never heard tank and spank? You've never heard tank, tank and spank? And spank. Oh, oh, that's, oh, that's a, been around for yeah, decades. That's an MMO Ooh, yeah. term, man. Yeah. Basically it just means very few mechanics. You just keep your tank alive and the rest is just, just heal the tank and stand still. You don't have to like move and, and there's no telegraphed fights or anything like yeah. that. Okay, guys, I don't need a whole like lesson. I just like the term. Okay. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Gamers loved the rhyming. Have you heard of like sword and board yeah, for warriors? Yeah. 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 Stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, does torchlight have like in Diablo where you can just randomly come across like a cellar or a cave and just go in and clear it out? Is that stuff in there? Yeah, there are random dungeons uh, that you can just come across and kind of run in there and clear out mobs and stuff like that. Um, You know, I did a few of them, but it's just, it's all just part of the loot grind at that point. Like, you know, maybe you get a nice chest at the end of the dungeon, but it's kind of a crapshoot whether you're going to get any gear that you actually can use or need or any of that stuff too. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, we have to talk a little bit about fishing because I remember reading a review that talked about fishing and being best friends with a panda or something. I had no idea what they were talking about. I, I intentionally did not read anything about fishing. And I'm hoping you guys can enlighten me. Ryan, you caught a fish. I caught multiple fish. Whoa. I okay. Am, all right. I want to hear all a, about it. I'm angler. Uh, basically, <laughs> it pops up and is like a little, I think if I remember right, this little fishing hook and it like circles down and you click it when it's in the circle and boom, you got yourself a fish. I don't know if it expands too far upon that because I didn't play too many hours, but uh, I did go fishing. Yeah. What can you do with these fish? That's what I want to know. Uh, you <laughs> can feed them to your pet. And change your pet into something temporarily. So depending on the type of fish you find, you can turn your pet into a spider. And now your pet does poison damage and maybe occasionally web something. Or you turn your pet into a crab and now your pet's super tanky because it's a crab. Uh, or some little weird Wolverine werewolf looking thing. So your pet does, uh, you know, more damage and stuff like that. And they generally last for like five to 15 minutes. Okay. The pet is kind of something you forget about and let until you hear the like Ryan did at the announcer going, Your pet is about to flee. Your pet is fleeing. And I'm like, Poor wait, guy. I had a pet? What's he doing? What like <laughs> you so, look up his see, health is just pegged to zero. Oh, yeah, like, he's oh, toast, no. man. He's toast. But well, I'm saving these potions for me. Yeah, so that's kind it's, of it. Like that that you just feed the fish to your pet and you turn your pet into something else. And it's just random, like you don't choose what it. Well, no, the fish. I mean, the fish you catch is random, but then you can hover over the fish, and it will say, "This will turn your pet into a frenzied werewolf." And then it's like, you know, oh, okay. So that's like, it's really just changing like the skin of your pet and maybe giving it like an ability. But again, you don't really pay attention to your pet. So if like my pet is now poisoning things, it's like I couldn't really tell. Yeah. That's why you so died so I, much. Maybe. I mean, people might be listening to this <laughs> and being like, pets, Josh right? is an idiot. He didn't play this game right at all. <laughs> Pet and spider bots are where yeah. this game's at. 
So I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm still going to ask you anyway, Josh. In the pre-dive, you said that you have not been crazy about any Diablo clones. You prefer Diablo games. The only one that you mentioned as kind of standing out in the crowd was Path of Titans because you love mythology. You kind of liked having that flair. Yep. Does, does Torchlight 2 stand out at all amongst the clones, or is it just another generic clone in a sea of clones? I will be honest with you. This is the most generic of generics, in my opinion. Um, I, I the think, vanilla cone of the ice cream I, world? I mean, honestly, this is the vanilla cone from like the 7-Eleven, not even Dairy Queen. <laughs> You know, like it's a cup I, of ice. Yeah, it's I, not even a soda. I mean, honestly, like it, it really is. Like, I think maybe that's what they were going for. Like, I, I mean, in all honesty, there's nothing wrong with just capitalizing on the Diablo craze and saying, "Hey, you know, we're a cheap, affordable option that you can run on anything. So why not give us a try?" And and this game was very popular back in the day. But in the sense of, is it a clone and is it generic? Like, it is super generic in my opinion um i mean people will say well yeah but the class is an ember mage and an engineer and i go yeah but everybody every, you know all these games had classes and then they're gonna go yeah but the loot and i'm gonna go yeah but they all have loot and then they're gonna go, but the pet and then i'll go okay there is a pet i never noticed the pet in any of my playtime, <laughs> other than that it was really annoying because the guy would just keep spamming your pet is fleeing your pet is fleeing and i'm like i don't even know where my pet is at this point you know and then the pet would just come back 20 seconds later on his own so i'm like why do i care about this pet he's he's, he's immortal <laughs> so i'm i'm a little i'm not totally surprised to hear it i wonder how much of it is just playing it all these years later That's because this game's say. got a 93% rating on steam it's sold over 3 million copies if you remember game informers review said they preferred torchlight 2 to diablo 3 so does that make any sense to you, Josh, or is this like they're out of their minds? I will say this, it because it sounds like I've been a little bit negative towards this game, but our you know, my job is to point out the good and the bad on a game so people can make their own decisions. And I mean, we're always honest about games, right? The gameplay loop in Torchlight 2 is perfectly fine. If you want mindless action of slaughtering dozens and dozens of monsters, I, I mean, you know what you're getting into, right? Like that part of the game is perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with it. I did not hate playing Torchlight 2 by any means, right? Because it is exactly what I expected it to be. It is a Diablo clone. I'm just smashing monsters. I'm getting loot. I'm going to town. I'm upgrading my guy. Uh, you know, occasional boss fight. Run this quest for this guy. Um, you know, rinse and repeat over and over. It is 1000% what you know you are signing up for in that regard. Is it generic? Absolutely. There is very little in this game that sets it apart from any other of the same genre of this game. I mean, Diablo, Path of Titans, uh, I, you know, whatever all the other ones are, right? Um, and, and so there's, you know, yes, it is just the bland flavor but that doesn't mean that it's bad. Some people love vanilla, you know, yeah. and, and Michael so, the Butler included. Yeah. I, I mean, legitimately. And so in that case, like I, th I'm not trying to slam the game itself because I did have fun actually playing it, but it is very, very generic. And I completely forgot what your initial question was there. <laughs> Cause I got <laughs> that on a game tangent. informer. That Game Informer preferred this to Diablo. I did. 3. I played a lot of Diablo three. Um, I Prefer Diablo 3 to this. Um, yeah. Again, nothing wrong with this game, 
but Diablo did it first and Diablo does it better. Yeah. Even though Diablo three was weak within the series of Diablo, you still get the cinematics. It still carries the prestige. Everyone, you know, is also playing it. I remember Josh, it was one of the very first games you and I played together was Diablo three and everyone we knew was playing it at the same time. So I was a little curious to hear Like, who do you think Torchlight 2 is for at this point? Is it just simply people who are nostalgic for RPGs from the 2010s? Because quite honestly, if you want to play an action RPG, you can shell out full price for Diablo. You're going to get all the thrills, the cinematics, the story, the top of the line voice acting, everything like in Diablo 4, which we all loved. Or if you don't want to pay full price, you can go play Path of Exile for free, which is another Diablo clone. So I'm just kind of wondering, like, who is this game actually for? Like, who's the audience? So for me, in 2023, the audience is somebody that does not have, like, a good computer or Mm -hmm. needs, a like, a cheap game to play. And I don't mean that in a negative way at all, because we have a lot of listeners in our discord that have said, Hey, I don't have a good computer, man. I need games that are super easy to play. Like I have a laptop, but I don't have a graphics card, you know, and that's a common thing, right? Or my graphics card is nine years old, which severely limits me in what I can play in today's day and age. I 1000% understand that. So in this case, Torchlight two is a perfect game because if you want a fun game that will run on just about anything that will provide you with, I mean, honestly, hours and hours and hours of content that you could probably play through again and again if it's up your alley and that kind of thing. I think it's the perfect game for you. If you want a game that you can play with friends, because maybe your friends don't have good computers, you know, again, multiplayer option, you know, it's accessible to just about everybody. So for me, that fits a need in the gaming industry. And, and I, I it, you know, that's important for people. So I would say that is the perfect fit, like for this game. It, you know, if you want something more modern, I think there are definitely better options out there for people that have the ability to play the better options. But I will say that I do think that there is definitely like a, a, a place in 2023 for Torchlight 2. Yeah. So if you're a gamer that has a lot of funds available for gaming, this is probably not your best pick. But if you're like a a younger gamer that doesn't have a lot of money or older equipment, this is a perfectly fine RPG to jump into and play. I I will say this game is also rated teen. So for like our younger listeners out there, if you're a younger teenager, maybe your parents don't want you playing Diablo, which can get very gory (laughs) and dark, you know, and stuff like that. Torchlight 2 is a little more neutered, not necessarily a bad thing but it's going to pull back on yep. you know the violence and the adult content so that there's maybe also a place for that or if you are a, p- a person that loves gaming in your living room while your kids run around Diablo 4 might not be the best selection <laughs> yeah. Torchlight 2 I kind of sense is probably fine to have on oh, even absolutely. in a family setting Oh for sure Yeah Yeah that makes a lot of sense All right well I think the last thing we have to do here is the leaderboard So, Josh, in the pre-dive, you said that you thought this game would probably land somewhere in your late 40s, which would kind of put it along the likes of ARK, GTFO, Steel Rising territory. 
taking a look at your actual deep dive. And by the way, our listeners, you can go to videogamerspod.com and under leaderboards, each of us have our top 10 games of all time. And we also have our deep dive leaderboard. So anytime we do a deep dive, we toss this game in there. We rate it against every other game that we've done a deep dive on. Josh, you've got 103 games. This number keeps getting bigger, faster and faster. Where do you see yourself plugging in Torchlight 2? So I'm going to ding this game from the 40s because of the quality of life issues. Um, I think that the game has good points to offer, but again... It just doesn't hold up in today's day and age. And also, we have recently played Diablo 4, which is, that's a tough thing to go up against, especially as being an older clone of that kind of genre and game type. Um, So I've actually thought about this a good bit. I am going to put this at 76. So I'm going to bump Valorant. I'm going to bump Valorant down, (laughs) but that's where I have Valorant currently. Um, Okay. It is a fun game. But it feels dated at this point, you know, and so it's one of those things where, you know, we saw a lot of very positive things from listeners when we did the pre-dive and they were like, oh my goodness, I loved Torchlight 2. You know, this game was so much fun with me and buddies. We spent countless hours playing it together and all that. And it's like the nostalgia factor is real. People know that we have ranked games higher because of nostalgia and things like that. But if you never played the original and you play a nostalgic game in modern day, you're going to feel the dated parts of it. And again, while the gameplay part, perfectly fine, there's just a lot of little things that kind of build up for me that say it's not a perfect game. Um, and so it's going to rank a little bit lower on my leaderboard just because of that stuff. You're you're going to keep you're going to put Deathloop ahead of this. Yeah. Oh, dude. Josh and I did not like Deathloop. Dude. I, Deathloop had some neat parts. It just was a big disappointment on what we were expecting out of Deathloop. Um, yeah, I am, Ryan. I'm sorry. But, disagree. You know. disagree. I know Ryan's but, a big Deathloop guy. Get out of yeah. here. Josh and I were campaigning hard for Resident Evil Village that year. Yeah. To uh-huh. win all the awards. Yeah. That was our game of the year a few years back. But yeah, Deathloop and uh, It Takes Two have a lot of fans. So yeah, looking at your leaderboard, Josh, just taking a look at the other Diablo clones, you know, you've got some other games like Lost Ark and V Rising ahead of this one. I would say those are very Diablo-esque. But you do have this above Minecraft Dungeons. So you're not saying it's the worst action RPG. Even though Minecraft Dungeons is only a couple years old, you would still rather play. I would play Torchlight, Torchlight 2, 2 over Minecraft Dungeons for sure. That's that's decent praise. And w- despite us covering 103 games, honestly, how many of these games would you say are actually terrible? Oh, maybe like 15 to 20 at the most. Yeah, at the most. And you don't you don't have it in that range. Uh, at the despite most. it being so yeah, old. This is I am not saying that this is a bad game just because it's in the 70s. I'm just saying it feels dated to me in 2023. Um you know what you're getting. Like that's the thing. Like this is not a game that is going to surprise you in a lot of ways. And because of that, it just doesn't have that like that flair, you know, or that surprise factor that would cause me to rank it higher. It's good at what it does. You know what it does. And if that's what you want, then it's a perfectly acceptable game for that. Makes perfect sense. 
Uh, Ryan, got any last minute questions for Josh? I don't think I have any. I think I think we did a pretty good job covering this one. Yeah, I, I you know from the little bit I got in into the game, um, I kind of got the gist of it, and and Josh covered it pretty well. So yeah, I don't I don't think other than him just not knowing what to do with his pet. I think, <laughs> I think we're good to go. If there was a Torchlight 4 announced and it looked pretty good, would you pay attention to it? I would pay attention. I would need to see more out of it, to be honest. Like, it would need to be like Diablo 4 levels of like, that looks really cool. Like, it's got to have some kind of angle, right? If it's just mm-hmm. more, just, hey, you can slaughter hundreds and thousands of mobs and get gear. I can do that. I can do that modernly with Diablo four. You know, I can do it for free with other games. So it would have to have some kind of hook at this point for me to go like, I want to play Torchlight four, not an auto buy, not an auto ignore. They would have to win you. Yeah, over. I, I, I would. My eyes have been open, so I would at least look at it and say, "Ooh, what are they doing with this? Right. Um, it, it, but, you know, we did that big breakdown on Path of Exile 2 that was coming out. Yeah. They had that big video that caught my attention because they went into a lot of depth on different things and the switching your elements right away and stuff like that. Torchlight 4 Lots would, of bosses. Yeah. Torchlight 4 would have to have something along those lines to really put its hooks in me and say, like, I care about this game. But I'm also super thankful to, like, have now played, you know, this this game and know a little bit more about this series and that kind of stuff. And I see why people loved it. Like I said, I can understand why 11 years ago people were like, this is all the rage. Like I understand that it's just hard to feel that way in 2023. I hear you. Agreed. Agreed. And it's one too, like we said earlier for, um, younger audience. I mean, I mean, not yet. He's only about seven and a half, but when he gets a little older, maybe I'll start him on that before Diablo. Cause He's not quite Your ready son. for Diablo. Yeah, my son. I'm mean, get on Torchlight. We already got it. Uh, compliments to Nate. So uh, maybe he'll, maybe he'll get started on that, and then he can just deal with the old uh, lack of quality of life that we had to deal with when in our younger days. One of my favorite parts of gaming lately is when Yumi and Josh will game, and we can hear every word Jackson is saying because he's watching behind you, and we can hear him loud as day. Dad, Dad, can I say hi to them? And you're like. No, no, <laughs> we're playing. And then I'm like, just tell Jackson we say hi, you know, and then we can hear him. <laughs> oh, it's so great. You can tell how much that kid loves games. I love that he plays Boppo Battle. He'll play all he's, this stuff with us when we hop on. He's good at a lot of this stuff, too, at seven. He's Dude, not he, bad. He, he was kicking my butt skills. in Boppo Battle, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have him listen to that, and he's going to be very excited. He always calls us gamer bros. So. I'm like, well, nice. I'm your dad, but all right. Oh, I love it. All right. Well, we want to say thank you once again to Nate for going legendary and picking this game. We really appreciate the support. If any of our listeners out there want to hijack a host in the future, go take a look at the legendary tier on Patreon at MultiplayerSquad.com. You can also sign up on a lower tier. We'd love everyone to go check that out. And also make sure to hit the follow button on the pod to get all our episodes. You can find us on socials at Video Gamers Pod. And also make sure to rate the show five stars. We'd really appreciate that as well. We hope that you'll come back and listen to another episode. And until then, happy gaming. See ya. All right. See everybody.